And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. So we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the books of Acts we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, in this discourse that Paul gives, or actually Saul, the Holy Spirit leads him to connect Old Testament passages directly to Jesus. We talked about this last week and the week before. This strategy, of course, is exceedingly effective for people who believe in the Old Testament. It's exceedingly effective for those who don't believe in the Old Testament or the New Testament. And you might be saying, well, how? How is that effective? Because in Jesus Christ, remember, the veil is taken away. And the proclamation of the truth opens the door to the opening of the minds, which can only be done by God himself. Next, certain passages shed more light than other passages in relationship to application. I'm going to say that again. Big theological statement here. Ready? You'd be in you'd be in your master's second year to catch this. Certain passages shed more light than other passages in relationship to direct application. So all connects the principles of the resurrection and eternal life from the Old and New Testament, then illustrates who it points to. Who's that? Jesus. Before the temple goers heard these verses. But now they see in Jesus the personalization of the passages. Wow. See, the passages are proclaimed, and then the passage is demonstrated, and the connection is made. Jesus brought life and immortality to light for humanity through the gospel. And finally, the summation of this section leads to the most important fundamental and uh, element in the hermeneutics or methods of interpretation. And we've said it last week, and I want to hit on it again. Without fail, the New Testament explains the Old Testament, not the other way around. In the New Testament, like I said last week, we found that Emmanuel of the Old Testament is understood in the person of Jesus Christ because the New Testament makes it clear. And so I was wrapping up the warnings about neglecting the presentation of the truth. The problem is that, sadly, this rejection still happens David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can. It's really kind of simple. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Just that easy. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Yeah. 
You can call us at 972 It's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's the feeling, the same feeling you get when you give the absolute perfect gift to a good friend and they let you know, that's the perfect gift. Sound like something you done. Or received. Or received. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the bottom line. Good one, though, by the way. Good one. Uh, We're just, you know, we're just connecting. What we're trying to do is encourage one another, bless one another. Oh, there's so much stuff going on all over the world. And don't you know the news changes every hour on the hour? There's a website that says we will actually change our headline 46 times in 24 hours. Do you know what they do? They take all of their stories and they just move one on top of the other into the headlines. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, it's a headline. Well, it wasn't a headline five minutes ago. Here's the thing I want you to do. That's fine. Okay, fine. Don't overdose in the world. Okay, just, you, you can't afford it. That's why there's goss pills, goss pills, so that you can have good news. You can take that as your vitamins. And the best vitamin for a Christian is what? What's the best vitamin? B1. B1. See? B, that's best vitamin. Here's the bottom line. Bottom line is we encourage one another. We strengthen one another. We try to bless one another pray for one another. We join each other in the struggle by praying for each other. We share in the in the weeping. We share in the laughter. We share in the joy. So if you got something going on and you need people to come behind you and, and join their faith, let's do it. I don't care what your denominational background is. Do you understand that our Heavenly Father gave us the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can be saved and redeemed forever and poured the Holy Spirit into us so that we can have unity in the Father, with the Son, and from the Spirit. Here's something most people don't know. The unity is already in the Trinity. You have one Father, your blood relatives, you drink of one Holy Spirit. Just think of that. Because of that, there's already unity, which is why the Scripture says that we are need to work to keep the unity, not find the unity. That's all you got to know. Like, oh, man, no way. Yes way. You like that? Yeah, I do. And I think, Dave, uh, something I was thinking about is a prayer for um, the hearts of those who felt like their prayers haven't been answered. Pray for that. And then for those who feel lonely and or isolated. Oh, I love it. Let's let's do that. Let's minister to that right now before we do the trivia. That's a great, great thing. Let's pray for that. So uh, both those things. Let's pray. Let's join. I'm just letting you know my text uh, phone's not working. It doesn't mean I don't want you to text. It'll get there eventually, but it's just moving slow, like five minutes out of sync or something. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We praise you. We thank you and uh, love what uh, Dynamite D says. Just excellent, Lord. And uh, we just want to pray for people who are praying to you, petitioning, and they're not seeing the answer come specifically in the speed realms that they want them to come. And Lord, for those people, instead of a discouragement, Lord, we pray that you would replace that discouragement with tenacity and a steadfastness and a willingness to stand firm in the faith. And for the other people who are amongst us who are isolated, they just don't they just don't know how to connect or they've been hurt in connections. 
or they're afraid to connect, Lord, or they're just they're just on the outs, not sure how to get in. Lord, we are just asking you to help us to extend our arms wide, that we might love all those that are yours, that we might fulfill the commandment Jesus gave us in John 13, 34, and 35, to love one another and to bring them in and let them know that people care. We might not do everything perfect, Lord, but we'll do it unto you with all our heart trying to honor you and what we say, do, and think. Be with us in this process and be with those people. Don't, don't let the enemy isolate them any longer. Let them be a part of it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, so there we're rolling on that. We're getting rolling on that. Uh, oh, I got to do trivia. I got to do a trivia question, don't I? Okay, I got to do a trivia question. You know, I can just get off on these things. Where are you going, Dave? I don't know. <laughs> All right, who is the first person in the New Testament? Got to give that clarification. The first person in the New Testament to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The first one, not the only one. Just the first one in the New Testament, if you think you know the answer. Uh, you would call 214-210-8483. You could also uh, text in. Wait, you would call 972-445-0770. See, I mess it up all the time. You would call 972-445-0770. You would text... 214-210-8483. Just making sure we get that clear. <laughs> Text 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. Somebody is ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, my friend? I'm great. I hope you're much better. I'm doing good. Anything anything going on? Anything we can be praying for you about? Want to make sure that we take care of you. Uh, just another wonderful day in the neighborhood. Love it. I love your spirit. I love your attitude. Okay. Here you go, brother. On the on the straight and narrow, who's the first person in the New Testament who preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand? I believe that would have been John the Baptizer. You are correct, sir. That is right. And what people fail to recognize is Jesus preached that. Peter preached that in Acts chapter 2. And there's one reference to it of Paul preaching it in the book of Acts. So he's not the only person. He's just the first person to preach it, which I find amazing that all of them preached. Hey, here's the message first. Repent. It's like, wow, there you go. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Very, very good work. Yes, sir. All right. You have a blessed rest of the day. And you have one as well. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. That's how you do that. That is rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling. Right. Okay. After the... We're doing a show, right? Nice singing voice. <laughs> I'm just... In the mood today. All right, let's uh, go into this text. Now, I want you to listen to this. I'm going to do my best. I understand that some of this you're sitting there thinking, well, didn't we kind of cover this? Yes and no. We cover we cover material. We don't sit there and drill down on every single thing we cover, but there's an important part here that comes in that I just I don't want to fail 
in 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 communicating so it's important to to revisit so uh we're not actually revisiting we're just going through the rest of this text here it is in acts chapter 13 and we are at verse uh 32 and it says this now now barnabas and now barnabas and i are here to bring you this good news god's promise to our ancestors that has come true in our own time in that god and that god raised jesus this is what the second psalm is talking about when it says concerning Jesus, you are my son, today I have, begot, I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, never again to die. This is stated in the scripture that says, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Uh, another psalm explains more fully, that's verse 35, saying you will not allow your holy one to rot in the grave. Now, just stop right there. See, Paul, he's not done hammering home his point, okay? But this is not like a sales call where you've already sold it and you sell or you, you talk past the selling. This is Paul reaching these people who have been rejecting and have no clue about Jesus Christ being the Messiah, and, and have some have rejected because of what they've heard. And now Paul is making the argument, he's making the case that this is all manifested in Jesus. And I think one of the most important things that gets missed is this part right here where he says, you know, uh, in our own time, this fulfillment has come. It's like now is the time. Today it is. And this happens in Jesus. It testifies to him in the psalm. And it says that God promised to raise him from the dead never again to die. That is the difference. Well, if you, 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 if you mark your Bible, it's already marked. Good, good job. If you mark it, just put a little thing right there. Never again to die. What do you mean never again to die? You see, other people resurrected. Hey, I got one for you. Lazarus resurrected. Didn't he? Didn't Jesus raise him up? Yep. In the Old Testament, people resurrected. Remember? And on top of that, other people throughout the ministry resurrected. You know what the difference is? When Jesus resurrected, he would never face death again, whereas every other person, get it? The distinguishing mark. So you, we're coming into Easter. We're getting closer. We're getting to, I think it's the 9th or somewhere around there uh, of April. Here's the thing you got to catch. The difference between Jesus and everybody. He resurrected never to die. Never to die again. He conquered death. See, that's like, uh, what? What? And so Paul and Barnabas are giving this good news, the good news which Paul says are, had come to our ancestors. They didn't recognize it. They came to our ancestors. And the good news is in Jesus Christ. Now, I do like what Robert Jeffers I like that book because he, he teaches it really well. And it's just really simple. Before the good news, there is some bad news. <laughs> Before the resurrection, there is the crucifixion. Before there is redemption, there is the repentance. I mean, that's all true. But this is good news. This is a great opportunity. This is a blessing. This is a blessing from the hand of God to say, 
the manifestation of what I told you and what I've written about is now in personification in front of you. Don't miss the opportunity. And when the Lord has knocked on your heart, and it might be for salvation for some of you listening, you might have never made that decision to follow Jesus. This is as good a time as any and probably the best because you're listening. Look, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody has sinned, and the wages of that sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The scripture says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't miss the invitation, the opportunity, the moment. Don't let it pass you by. If you're listening, make a decision to follow Jesus. Okay? We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing... Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. But Jamir, are you there with us? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think you have an answer on how many days between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension? Uh, is it 40 days? That is correct, sir. You are a winner. Very nice. Uh, did you have to look it up, Jameer, or do you know, did you know? Uh, the funny thing is, um, I was reading this book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and then it was just talking about how God, like, transforms a, a lot of people's lives um, in 40 days, you know, and that happened to be one of the things that he was speaking about. So that was funny. I had just read that today, too. Wow, great timing. It, it taught me something. It taught me something, too. So I just, it's funny how you just spoke about it on the radio show. So I just had to call in, man. I always listen. So, so the trivia question actually had a meaning for you. It did. And now that just pushes me to, like, be more into also my Bible because if I was, like, I should have known that, you know what I'm saying? So... But, you know, that taught me something. I thank you for at least having that question because there's a lot of people who didn't know that, you know, so you're still teaching a lot of people. So thank you. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. 
If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for a challenging trivia question. Ready? All right. There's 12 tribes in Israel. One Israel, 12 tribes. Which tribe of Israel looked after the religious aspects of life? Was in charge of all the religious stuff, so to speak. Now, I use that word religion in a better context. So what, were, what was the group, what was the tribe in charge of all the stuff that the people uh, needed to utilize to worship the Lord? That's a great way to say that question. You like that? That's a good question, right? That was. I love that question. That's a good question. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. Say it again, but I'll say it slower because I say things fast. Super All right, see? Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in. We're having a little problem with text, but that's okay. 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Which tribe of the 12 tribes of Israel took care of all the stuff in the temple? Yeah, that's an easy way to say it. There you go. Give people a chance to figure that out. Uh, reach out to us if you can. I want to go right back into the text, text because this is a hugely important portion, and I and I want to, and hopefully, will speak some sense of liberty into some people who are maybe in a little bit of a bondage. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Acts chapter thirteen, verse thirty-five. This is what the text says. A nut. Now, this is Paul and Saul still going on, still talking about it. Another. Psalm explains more fully, saying you will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. Now, this is not a reference to David, for after David had served his generation, according to the will of God, he died and was buried and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else. (laughs) Now, watch this. Just watch. Listen. The beginning of verse 35. So I'm using a different translation. I don't know if you've got uh, D. Do you have your translation there? Or you, do you have it in front of you? Or do you... Yeah, I have it in front give of me. me. Just I the want NIV. Just the, give me just verse 35. 35 says, So it is stated elsewhere, you will not let your Holy One see decay. All right. So all of this is referring to Psalm 16, about which is what we call the Messianic Psalm, which is the major one, which deals with the resurrection. So when people tell you resurrection is not in the Old Testament, just smile. You don't just okay, sure. Uh, 
Just read Psalm 16. You'll find out you're wrong. And here, this translation does a pretty good job of saying another psalm explains it more fully. In other words, the clarity issue is what's an issue in the Greek, and there's greater clarity in this psalm regarding the resurrection. You have to understand something. There is greater clarity in certain passages compared to other passages. That's a fact. The fact is that some passages make things absolutely much clearer, and what the Lord does is he builds upon all of it, builds his case, and then, bam, it's undeniable. When you get to a certain point, it's like, bam, it's undeniable, and you can't, you can't get out of it. So certain passages shed light more than other passages in relation to their application. So Paul connects the principles of the resurrection and eternal life from the Old and New Testament, then, of course, illustrates who it all points to. It points to Jesus. And now what, what has happened, and what I want you to see, is these temple goers have been waiting and waiting and waiting for deliverance. Does this sound familiar for those of us who are praying and waiting and waiting and waiting? And the answer is being manifest or being told to them. It is manifest in the personalization of Jesus Christ. And your answer at some point will be personally manifested, and you will get the answer from the Lord. And he will give you the explanation. You will understand. Most of the times that happens towards the end of the processes we're going through. But they see in Jesus' personalization, and Jesus is the one that brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And we get that Psalm 16 specifically specifies why it's called the Messianic Psalm to Christ. Because nobody else has ever claimed to raise from the dead never to die again. And that's what the psalm says. He would not allow your Holy One to see corruption in the grave. It's not that he didn't taste the grave, he just wouldn't stay in the grave. And it would never happen. That's the connection. And the Lord is making it clear, hey, the answer is Jesus. And so there's people, I'm telling you, there's people who are like, well, we need this, we need this. You need Jesus. Uh, Dave, I've been a Christian for 40 years. You still need Jesus every day that I spend in prayer. And it, that's every day, <laughs> okay? I don't say, oh, Lord, I've had enough of you. I say, oh, Lord, I've had enough of me. I need more of Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus. And people are like, well, I really take offense to that name. Well, you got a big problem. It's called eternity because you ain't going to enjoy it if you're offended at the name of Jesus. It is the sweetest name. It is how the connection between divinity and humanity happened. Boy, and then people wonder why you pray in Jesus' name. <laughs> Really? That's really this? That's you really? Okay. Uh, which tribe of Israel looked after the temple materials for out of the twelve tribes of Israel? And that would be same not same name as my dog. Levi! Levi was the tribe that did that. That's the answer there. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life. 
Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. This is really cool. Still in Hebrews, but this is towards the end, and I'm kind of pushing through into uh, chapter 8. It says this, uh, Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself, for the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath, which came after the law, appoints a son who's been perfected forever. Now, the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord and not men. Two really cool quick points. Number one, the 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 priesthood for mankind based on the earth has weakness in it. Jesus doesn't have weakness. He's perfect. I would rather have somebody who is perfect in everything he does praying for me than somebody who's loaded with weakness. It's not that I don't want people with weakness praying for me. I just would have, if I'm given a preference, I'd rather have the full meal and not bits and pieces. Okay, that's number one. And then number two is this. <laughs> this is the best one. The high priest, you got to think about this. Jesus prays for you. Jesus intercedes for you, so to speak. He petitions for you is really what we would say. When the high priest on earth petitions for you, where is he? He's in the sanctuary, right? A copy of the things that are made that represent what's actually in heaven. When Jesus intercedes for you, where is he? He's actually in heaven at the right hand of the Father, making that intercession for you in the actual temple, not a copy of the temple, actually next to God the Father, not symbolically next to God the Father. So when Jesus intercedes for you, he's right next door. That's the kind of high priest that is powerful. You think he's got the father's ear, so to speak? I say yes. The answer is yes. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Just letting everybody know we're having a few problems with my little text. Don't worry. Don't worry. I get them, but I get them all five minutes late, and they all come at once. <laughs> I, I guess who needs a new phone? You know what's so funny about this is we just paid off the phone like three months ago, and now it's just... Wow. Ain't that how it always goes? 
Yes, and I don't trust it. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest. Uh, okay, let's do the next trivia question. Uh, this is a good one right here. Uh, don't hesitate to text in. I will get it working at the right time. Uh, what did Jesus say the sellers had turned his house of prayer into? What did Jesus say the sellers had turned his house of prayer into? into Luke 19 would be a good reference point if you think you know you can call 972-445-0770 you can also text in just keep texting in 214-210-8483 as well you can send an email david at he must increase.org so we do have somebody calling in and we'll grab that uh we're gonna send you up to the website though because that's a part of the process and part of the process is to understand that on the website there's some really cool stuff uh what we'll do on the website is there's don't forget to pray for our ministry expansion but there's prayer requests and we did have somebody wonderfully yesterday ask a general question. You can always fill out the form and ask some questions. If I can help you, I will. If I can't, I can't. I'll do my best. You do your best. We'll do our best. Pray that it's blessed and let Jesus take care of the rest. Just, it'll just function that way. Uh, also on the website, it's a place to give money. Don't forget, that's a good idea. Uh, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Emosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Emosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> See, one was an explosion and one's the water. Just a quick reminder for everybody the sound clue is the sound of paint drying. You know that sound? It goes like this. Yeah, the sound of paint drying. Uh, and for those that need all of the seven, what do I got, seven clues, if you go on the website and you look under the word sermons, which is in there, and go uh, up and down, you'll find it. You'll find all the clues. We're going to do that until we get to nine. Then we're going to stop. And then don't forget, by the way, don't forget that we're looking at two study Bibles. Uh, go ahead and send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. Uh, my my phone is is not helping me. <laughs> my phone will not take text because I think it's I think it's had its it's kind of like had its its life. It's had its existence. So you don't have to pray for my phone. I'm just telling you, my phone's dying. <laughs> just so you know. I'll pray about it for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> pray That's about awesome. things. Pray about pray about uh, everything, right? You, yeah. You got to. Worry about nothing and pray about everything. Exactly. Love it. All right. What did Jesus say the sellers had turned his house of prayer into? Turned it into a den of three a thieves. That is correct, Amundo. You are right. That is exactly correct. The house of God is the house of God and not the place for everybody to try and turn a profit. That would be the big thing. They were looking for the other profit, not the financial profit. So excellent, excellent job on that one. And how are you feeling today, by the way? Well, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Things can always get better. I'm alive. And yeah. yeah. 
I want to. I just want to let me pray over you because I haven't had a chance to pray for the audience in that way either. And and you're a great launching point for that. I'm not saying that mean or anything. So let me pray for you as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. I just thank you for my brother Gary. He has had better days, and what we'd like him to do is have a better rest of the day, and that you would bring healing into his body, into his mind, into his the different parts of his body, that he would find vitality. Now, I don't mind asking you, Lord, a thousand times we'll keep knocking, just asking you to lift him up, strengthen him, heal him, bless him, and encourage him. And we pray that exact same prayer for people in our audience who are hurting, who who uh, haven't called in, but they're still going through that. There are brothers and sisters like Gary is, and we just we just ask you to bless our brothers the, the way that you, you've blessed us with Gary, and bless our sisters as well. And we lift them all up before you and pray your grace in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Amen, and thank you, and I'll continue to pray for all of you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it very, very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to do our— Boy, we're gonna have, we are really running behind on time, aren't we? Again, see, now it's picking up, right? Yeah, you know see, how it see, goes. See how that goes? Oh, my goodness. All right, let me go into the text. Oh, no, i got to do history. i got to do history. I just have to do it. Let's play history. Got to do it. Let's go All right, uh, a couple of reasons that I had to do it is this. Today is National Puppy Day. Oh, it's a great thing. Man's best friend. I mean, when Noel sees puppies, it's so bad because we have two dogs. One, of course, Levi's older. Bert is, uh, well, Bert's Bert, so we'll just leave <laughs> him there. And, uh, and then she sees a puppy. She goes, oh, can we get a puppy? It's like, no. You're going to have to show me pictures of them today. Uh, there's 500 pictures of Levi. <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh, you think I'm kidding? I, uh, there's framed pictures. Uh, today is also Melba Toast Day. Eh, okay. And then also it is uh, National Chip and Dip Day. I'm all yum. about that. Loving that. That's good. 1903 on this day, the Wright brothers apply for a patent for the airplane. Good. That's good. Uh, 1857, uh, first elevator is installed. Elijah Otis installed the first elevator uh, in New York City on this day in 1857. <laughs> And then uh, 1775 on this day, Patrick Henry delivered his famous speech where he says, give me liberty or give me death, which is like, think about that. It's like if you can't have freedom, if you can't have freedom in the Lord, if you can't find that, uh, it's, it's just like death. Like, yep, that's right. So that's cool, right? All right. I bet. All right, here we go. Let me get into this rest of this text. I, we're getting closer. I'm fixing the phone, so don't 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 get discouraged for those who are texting. And I know you're texting. And I love that you're texting. You just got to be, you know, what's what we're looking for? Patient. Oh, that's it. All right. Here's this next portion of this text. Uh, when when Paul says this, now this is not a reference to David. So when he says another psalm explains more fully, saying you will not allow your holy one to rot in the grave. Now this is not a reference to David for. After David had served his generation, according to the will of God, he died and was buried and his body decayed. Okay, that's the key, the decaying. See, Jesus' body never decayed. Do you see see what I'm I'm trying to make this really clear? It's not that he didn't taste death. It's that he never decayed. He was never dead long enough to have the body kind of go, right? He says this. It was a reference to somebody else, someone whom God raised from the dead, whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. In this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Watch verse 39. 
Everyone who believes, perfect present tense, in him is, perfect present tense, freed from all guilt and declared right with God, something the Jewish law could never do. Wow. Listen to this. This is just like you just look at you go, yep, okay, got it. I mean, we're all we're all about it. Listen. He says, all this stuff you're hoping for, all this stuff you're looking for, all that, it's in Jesus. And if you're in Jesus, every person who believes, what's that believes? B-E-L-I-E-V-E-S, believes, not believed, duh, not will believe in the future, just believes current present tense in him is, perfect present tense, free from guilt. Do you want to know when you're a little more uh, off uh, in the Lord than not? When guilt starts to be more effective in your life than grace, you're a little further away, get closer in. How about that? So I'm say it again. By the way, the texts are all working. When guilt... See, the, the guilt from the Lord drives you to the Lord. The guilt from the world just discourages you. The guilt from conviction brings you somewhere. And what you get to find out is that you get a freedom from that. You get freedom from that in Jesus Christ. That gnawing feeling in the back of your head, that just the voice that speaks to you, it has a volume switch in Jesus Christ. And it has an on and off button. And when you are actively believing in Jesus, you get to push the off button on the guilt. Freedom from guilt. And declared right with God. That's a declaration of righteousness. Does that mean you are actually functioning perfectly? No, it means you're declared that way. Right? What happens when another team forfeits? The other team is declared the winner. Did they actually win? No, the other team forfeited. Oh, okay. That's just the simplicity of it. And then he throws this line in, which a lot of people don't appreciate, but it's pretty good. And then he has something the Jewish law could never do. The very thing we're trying to do by following the law and by is the very thing the law points to us that we cannot do apart from God's direct help himself. And that's free us from guilt and declare us to be right. You know who did that? Abraham. You know how he did it? Faith. <laughs> it's like, what? He was declared righteous by God. Right? So much so that he, he, he argued with God. He says, I know, but you have to really appreciate that. Uh, 50 righteous people. Sure, 45. <laughs> oh, okay, 40, 30, 20, 10. So confident with God, right? Do you, would you would you do that with God if you didn't have confidence? Would you say, "All right, let's bargain on this. Let's talk about this. This is a negotiation, you and me. Let's go." That's a confidence that comes from faith, that comes from this understanding that we are free from guilt and declared right by God. That's what Paul preached. That's why the people went, "Whoa!" They were overwhelmed.
right? All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. When confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able. Listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where most of you must have by now gotten at least hopefully a text from me saying that the phone is coming back. So, And then everybody did a really good job on the trivia, but see, I couldn't see that before. But we have overcome. Here is your last trivia question. We already know the answer is not in the Bahamas. Where was Paul when he wrote the letter to Philemon? Where was Paul when he wrote the letter to Philemon? Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? 
If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will say, by way of hint, because I couldn't really, can't really think of anything else, there is a old Elvis Presley hit that uh, that makes a reference to this. <laughs> See if you can figure it out with there. There's your little Elvis Presley hint, a big hint. Where was he located? Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Uh, if you know, let me know on that stuff. We do have our little – I do have the joke I can do. I can probably pull the joke off. You think so? Oh, somebody's calling in. Maybe you got spared the joke. We're going to see. We're going to see. Eric is informing me that L.A. had a tornado. We've got to be praying for people there. Uh, that's a tough place to have a tornado, that's for sure. Uh, I was waiting for that, but here's your question. I just want to make sure you get it. Where was our friend Paul when he wrote the letter to Philemon? Somebody's ready. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother will not going away. <laughs> All right, little brother, what's happening? Are you ready for well, this the one? Reason, reason I called uh, again because I was praying for your son and daughter-in-law or daughter or son-in-law. Son-in-law, daughter and son-in-law. Son-in-law, yeah. yeah. So um, God gave me a prophetic picture. It's like a he's sending a U-Haul truck that's going to take it away, all the extra burden that they have uh, because he loves them and he cares for them. And he is with them. I know right now they are going through some difficult time. Uh, but he says, hey, my rod and my staff is there to comfort them, to help them, and to lift lift them up Amen. Uh, in this very uh, difficult or trying time. Because Amen. there's nothing too difficult for him to take care of it. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that and send it to her. So that's a really good word. I appreciate that, and she'll appreciate yeah. you sharing that. And I will be keep praying for them. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. Now you got to got to answer the trivia question though. Yes, I don't know about the Elvis song, but my guess is he was in Rome. Right, but remember, Elvis wrote a song called "Blank House Rock." Uh, I don't know. Jailhouse Rock. He was in prison. Oh, oh I, I know. Oh, oh, my other uh, kind of what is Smarty Pants answer was, oh, he was in the will of God. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank uh, you. But then I shut my mouth. I said, uh, no. Okay. I'm going to share that word with my daughter, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you praying for her specifically. Yes, no, definitely. And thank you for sharing. Uh, All and, right. Uh, yeah, certainly God is with them, and... Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep praying. Okay, And brother. thank you for, for your prayers, not just for me, but for everybody, those who are listening today, yeah. or every day. Amen, brother. Appreciate that. Thank you, brother, and I'll leave you with God. Shalom. Shalom. Okay. All right. Great job by our brother. Okay. Um, I got a fast one. You got to do a fast joke or not? Yeah, you could use it. All right, here we go. During a Sunday morning service, the pastor was preaching seriously on Cain and Abel. A mischief monger wanting to corner the pastor stood up and said, You're speaking so much about Cain. Do you know where the name of Cain's wife is? 
The pastor shot back, like some persons, I am not curious about other men's wives. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay, no, wait. This is from Charles Spurgeon, so if you guys have a problem with this, you have to go back and tell him you didn't like this. Uh, this is what he had to say. Ready? Your facial expressions should match the topic of your sermon. When you speak on heaven, let your face light up and radiate with a heavenly glow. Let your eyes shine with reflected glory. And and when you speak of hell, well, your everyday face will do. Praise the Lord. <laughs> see, see, I didn't even write that. Was that. A That's a good one. <laughs> your everyday face will do. Wow. Ouch. All right, let's uh, finish up here. I want to go through this little bit right here, and then we'll finish. Yeah, it's kind of one of those shows. Uh, Acts chapter 13, and we are at the verse 40. It says this. Now, this is after he made this declaration about Jesus. Now, keep in mind what he's going to say right here. Be careful. Don't let the prophets' words apply to you when they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. It's like, wow, where did that come from, right? So he preaches this unbelievable message, and then at the very end he goes, hey, don't let the words of the prophet apply to you when the prophets say, you didn't respond, you're toast. And you know what he's saying? He's saying, decide what you think about the words of the prophet. Make a call. Verse 42, and as Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people asked them to return again and speak about these things the next week. Many Jews and godly converts to Judaism who worshipped at the synagogue followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them by God's grace to remain faithful. So there were people that got saved, and they got, you know, they responded. And what is it that the, the call is just what we talked about, where we talked about through many tribulations, one must enter the kingdom of God. What is it that Paul and Barnabas right here say to the people? He said, remain faithful. Stay in the faith. Don't move. Don't be quickly moved out of the faith. Stay firm in your faith. But before he tells them that, he brings it to a decision. And people have a hard time. Uh, understanding that people have to make a decision. Don't read that. They don't understand the Bible. It's a decision. You either accept or reject. Now, by acceptance, you come into a place of submission. By rejecting, you defy. And so for the Christians who are like, well, it's not invitation. You don't really have a choice. That's so silly. Of course you have a choice. Even Joshua said, choose this day who you'll serve. I mean, that's just bizarre. And so people are given the opportunity to receive. And here Paul says, hey, don't let the prophet's words apply to you. The ones where the prophet says, hey, you're going to die. They have a choice. They have to make a decision. People have to make a decision. I know you want to make the decision for people. I love that. I wish I could make a decision for people in my life. That'd be awesome. Guess what? That doesn't happen. They have to make the decision. You can pray that the Lord does whatever is necessary to help make the decision. And he may say yes, and he may say no, and he may say, you know, whatever, wait, whatever. But the point is people have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. And you have to make a decision every single day. Is this a day I'm going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah, you believe, but do you walk every day like you believe? I'm not asking you to be perfect. I think if you walk every day in the fullness of grace, you'll understand you could never be perfect apart from the— the, the touch of God could never happen. 
But what a blessing to know that you could walk every day in the fullness of his grace and thereby endure so much more, get through so much more, push past so much more that the things in your life will not eradicate your stamina because God will sustain you. Just what just what our brother said, just what Samson said. The Lord's your sustain. The Lord is the one who sustains us. So make a decision every day. If you're not a Christian, decide to be a Christian. If you are a Christian, don't be a weekend Christian. Don't be a Wednesday Wednesday night and Sunday morning Christian. If you're a Christian, make a decision. You know what? I am going to draw closer. I'm going to spend a little more time with the Lord every day. Make that determination. The Lord's waiting on you. Waiting on you. What was what was it when the children of Israel got to the Red Sea? They got to the Red Sea. The Lord's going to do a mighty miracle. And the Lord said, keep going forward. Don't stop. And as soon as the feet of the priests touched that, as soon as the people touched the water, bam, opened up. Go forward in the Lord. Make that decision on an everyday basis to walk in the fullness of his grace. You'll have a much more graceful life. Isn't that a good idea? It's like, well, that's a good idea. More grace in life. Who doesn't need that? We all need that. That's the whole point. Okay? All right. Well, done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.